0: Hi folks, this is Tim Coffey, and welcome to another edition of Love and Peace, a Beatles podcast. Today I thought I'd I'd reminisce a little bit about um, John Lennon. Um, John began the whole thing, and I I will tell everybody that, uh, if you don't know it already, my favorite Beatle is Paul McCartney, but I I have uh, a real fondness and, and admiration and respect for John Lennon because he's the guy who started the whole thing. And uh, I, I'm just going to throw out some some bits and pieces of things that I learned about John along the way, uh, really outside of the Beatles, uh, when John uh, primarily left the Beatles and was on his own uh, before he got tragically killed, though. But, um, you know, I, I think it's appropriate to start off talking about John Lennon by simply saying that John was the most iconic and admired singer-songwriter um, really in the, in the 20th century. Uh, he founded the, the world's most successful and famous uh, rock and roll band in history. And one of the incredible things, and I really mean incredible to me, was how John transformed himself from a Beatle to becoming what turned out to be an incredible house husband, raising his his new son, Sean. Um, And the more I learned about John Lennon, um, the more I I truly admired and respected him, and thought this guy really, truly uh, was and still is uh, influential. Um, Suffice to say, he was a talented, multifaceted artist, and what the, what the term today is, influencer. So um, a couple things about John that uh, John and Paul have a, a unique um, connection. And the connection is they both had their mothers uh, die. Uh, John John's mother, Julia, um, got hit by a car about a block from where John was staying and being raised by His aunt, um, Julia's uh, sister, Mimi, and got uh, struck and and killed by uh, a car, actually by a policeman who was drunk uh, off-duty, if you can believe that. And John basically learned four chords on, um, on the banjo, and he applied those four chords to guitar. And so he really couldn't play the guitar that well until Paul came into the picture, but Um, Anyway, um, John's father was Alf, Alf uh, Lennon. Um, Alf abandoned, really, the family. He was a worker on uh, a transatlantic ship um, based out of Liverpool. Uh, But when John became famous, Alf took advantage of John's fame, tried to get back in uh, to John's good side um, when John was uh, a Beatle and Even recorded a a song which was a real flop and John truly resented that and and pretty much uh, left his father out of his his life which you know many people thought Alf Landon deserved that anyway one of the things that I learned and I you know I'll leave it up to you to see if it's true or not but I read somewhere that John was quoted as having said um, that he had about a thousand acid trips and when I Heard that, I thought, Good Lord, I, I, I don't know if I would even survive, you know, one acid trip let alone a thousand, and God knows what it would do to to me in my mind and and certainly to to John's outlook and all. But uh, John smoked a lot of pot, as did Paul, and Paul describes a phase that John went through as a beetle um, after he met. Bob Dylan, after they all met Bob Dylan, as John's Bob Dylan phase. And songs like Help, uh, In My Life, um, were, were kind of symbolic of that. I'm a Loser was another song. Um, Rubber Soul, as a matter of fact, John described that album as, as um, the pot album. And um, anyway... John was really uh, an anti-war person. And so, anyway, uh, the Revolver album John describes as his acid album. There we go. Um, John, in, in he loved words. And as a kid, his favorite book was uh, Alice in Wonderland. Um, and he even picked up on phrases like, uh, the one that he took from Peter Fonda. Uh, Peter Fonda, when he was 10 years old, accidentally shot himself in the stomach. And and Peter Fonda was quoted as saying, I, I know what it's like to be dead. And, of course, um, that was something that John picked up on uh, right away and um, put into his music. One of the things that really was not as impressive as they thought was their their first and I think only meeting with Elvis in 1964. They they admired Elvis. That was one of their idols. Or he was one of their idols. But he wasn't really impressed that much in hindsight with, with Elvis at all. But one of the, the freaky things that I learned about John is um, he had a premonition that he would die by being shot. And um, anyway. But going back to John's love of words and how he uh, read a lot, there was there was a quote in one of Timothy lyrics uh, Timothy lyrics Leary's book. Uh, the quote was, "Turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream." Well, does that sound familiar? Uh, John immediately um, incorporated that into one of his songs, and I think it was in 1966 in March, in an interview in the U.K. with uh, journalist Maureen Cleaver. John was quoted as saying that they were, uh, he was more, the Beatles were more popular than than Jesus. Well, that got kind of taken out of context. And um, anyway, here's an example of George's dark sense of humor uh, as as a Beatle. Um, John had lots of threats that he would be shot. And George was quoted as saying, hey, let's send John out first. He's the one they want, he jokes. Well, anyway, um, an example of that was there was a cherry bomb that went off in their 1966 concert in Memphis, and John went absolutely nuts on that one. Uh, And the KKK picketed some of their their shows outside the stadium because the Beatles would would admit in the South uh, African Americans to their concerts. Um, Anyway, uh, towards the end of the Beatle lifespan, In September of 1969, um, in a meeting with their new manager that Paul didn't want, but their new manager, Alan Klein, John tells the group that he's leaving. And he he organized uh, a a thing called the Plastic Ono Band. And actually, John changed his name. John uh, was John Winston Lennon, and John changed that to John Ono Lennon. And he said, you know, Ono, change her name for me. I'm going to change my name for her. Uh, After the Beatles, there were three albums, uh, Two Virgins, uh, Unfinished Music, and Life with the Lions. And uh, at the Toronto Music Festival, I think in 1971, Klaus Wormann, Eric Clapton, um, uh, and John uh, all performed the song Cold Turkey, which uh, they, they recorded. Um, and it was, it was a song that was pretty much rejected by the Beatles to go on their Abbey Road album. And they also sang up their Give Peace a Chance, and that, that became kind of a, uh, a theme for John and Yoko. Um, John and Yoko both went away uh, unannounced and in secret for two weeks so they could uh, break their, their habit of heroin and, and withdraw from their, their, their habit. And that generated the, the, the song Cold Turkey. Uh, which kind of described what they went through. Um, John and Yoko put together an international ad campaign that said, the war is over if you want it. Uh, Happy Christmas, John and Yoko. The Daily Mail names John Lennon in 1969, clown of the year. But anyway, um, on December 30th, ATV in the UK names three people Man of the Decade. John Kennedy, Ho Chi Minh, and John Lennon. I think that's kind of cool. So uh, let me see. What else? What other little gems do we have here? Oh, um, Instant Karma. John wrote that in one hour, and it shows the condition of the people, and Phil Spector produced it, uh, The kind of a unusual guy in and of itself, um, and anyway... In 1971, in New York City, um, every everywhere is somewhere, and every everywhere is the same. Uh, really, you are do 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 Yoko's daughter Kyoto has been taken by Yoko's ex-husband uh, Tony, and New York City seemed like a good fit for both John and Yoko. Um, as they try to get uh, Yoko's daughter back, which I don't believe they, they ever did. Well, I, I know they did while John was alive. Um, and John got a, a six-month, what they classify, and I don't know what it is, B-2 tourist visa. Um, Lennon and Abby Hoffman and Terry Rubin, uh, or Jerry Rubin, were all good friends, and, and they wanted to combine their their forces, and they organized a singing and speaking tour to raise political awareness about um, the anti-war movement. And at the time, President Nixon really worried about that. He had the FBI um, open an inquiry on Lenin. And um, the 26th Amendment just passed, allowing 18-year-olds to vote for the very first time. And Lenin tried to influence um, people to vote against Nixon, well, that didn't work out too well either. Um, And it turned out there was a feud, you probably know this, between John and Paul, and it was reflected in their individual albums. Um, The Imagine album was number one in the UK, number three in the US. Um, Paul had a song on his Ram album, uh, Too Many People, and that was about the, the beginning of the breakup of the Beatles. John had a song that replied in, in, in part, how do you sleep at night? Um, and then Paul had another song on his wildlife album, Dear Friend. Anyway, uh, John's nemesis, the FBI, uh, John said they were taping uh, his phone and following him, and, and they actually made it known that that's precisely what they were doing to try to freak him out. Um, they even had two agents stationed across the street um, fixing the same bicycle day after day. Um, there was a period in John and Yoko's relationship where Yoko sends John to L.A. to get some time away from each other, and Yoko sends her assistant, kind of weird, um, Mary Pang, or May Pang, Uh, to be with John, and they were apart 18 months. Uh, John did three albums um, there to include Mind Games uh, and had what he would term a lost weekend. Um, He was pals with Elton John, and and, uh, Elton John helped John with some of his albums too. May encouraged John to reconnect with his 10-year-old son, Julian, and that was a really good positive thing. Uh, Cynthia and Julius, uh, Jules uh, went to New York and John John and May um, reconnected there uh, after spending time in, in L.A. Anyway, um, at the Hollywood Vampires, uh, John was drunk all night, slept all day with his buddies Alice Cooper, Harry Nielsen, Keith Moon. Ringo, and of all people, get this, Peter Lawford. Whoa, that was a weird combo. In L.A., Paul comes out uh, in into a nighttime recording session and sees John and um, uh, joins John, and along with Stevie Wonder uh, and and Linda, uh, the Walls and Bridges album went gold. Uh, whatever gets you through the night gets number one, and. Paul actually delivered, when he met John out in California, a secret message to John from Yoko that Yoko wants him back. And that was in uh, 1974, excuse me. Um, anyway, and, and John plays with Elton John at Madison Square Garden where they, they played uh, four songs together. Uh, and the last song was, I Saw the, Her Standing There. Three of the Beatles meet in New York City to join John to sign the legal papers to dissolve the Beatles and prevent Alan Klein from basically taking all of their money, their entire fortunes. Uh, Ringo had already signed the the papers. And at that time, John and Yoko, uh, in 1974, finally reunite. Um, John collaborates also with David Bowie, uh, the number one song fame. So... um, one of the things that um, Paul wanted was to have John join him in New Orleans to help him record his new Wings album. But John and George, or John said no to Paul. And there were a lot of different interviews that Dick Cabot had with John. And I've, I've seen cuts of some of them, I haven't seen all of them. And that was really, really um, some good insight. And And Dick Cavett was an incredible interviewer, and it was an incredible show that he had in the mid-'70s. And he was a huge Beatles fan and a huge John Lennon fan, too. And as a side note, being uh, from Nebraska, he was a fellow Nebraskan, so go Big Red. Anyway, one of the things that I read that I'll conclude with, uh, uh, John Patterson um, had an incredible... um, Book called the last days of John Lennon Um, and uh, as a writer of mystery murders this was a a really a neat biography that he wrote with another uh, author Um, and at the end of the book he said uh, when John was in the hospital dying the night that he got shot and died uh, in the emergency room um, not knowing that John Lennon was in the emergency room the hospital there was playing all my loving. And what an incredible sad, sad night on December eighth, 1980 when John got killed needlessly and um, terrible, terrible uh, thing that happened and sticks with me, uh, has stuck with me for the rest of my life there and has ever since. So anyway, That's a little bit of information about John Lennon, some of which you know, some of which you didn't know. But he was a good guy. He was a great artist and songwriter, uh, a founder of the Beatles. And we'll connect more on another episode of Love and Peace. So in the meantime, take care and um, have a good one, folks. Bye.